What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. And we are back with another episode talking about, I mean, just one of the craziest weekends in, people are saying NFL history. I mean, I've only been watching it since I was nine, so I can't say all of NFL history, but it's definitely up there. Uh, We see Casino over there, (laughs) Uh, Patriots fan. We were hyping it up all for, God, almost a month that you were going to the Patriots Raiders game casino. You got yeah. great seats. How'd that work out for you? Well, the seats, again, easy to come by, knowing who I know. But, uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, I could just the... say that I witnessed history. So, I mean, that's true. That, that and... will go down as the worst play in NFL history because all the other bad plays in NFL history – aren't game ending plays that knock you out of the playoffs. That's not true. There's one worst play in NFL history I can think of, and it's the pass in the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. That's the worst play in NFL history. <clears throat> and your well, team benefited to, from it. They were trying to win the play. Like they're actually trying to <laughs> Like that that was running a play. It was just a bad call of a play. That wasn't just stupidity. So you know what? Let's just uh because you were there firsthand, let's just uh, jump into the games this week. And well, we'll, according to our, our, our picture, you were there too. I was there in spirit. I was there uh taking the place of your lovely wife. Uh but yeah, that'll be the thumbnail. You'll see the seats casino got in, and then me. Uh I don't know. Hold on. So I wasn't there, but through the magic of this app I discovered called Photoshop, I was able to (laughs) magically put my face on your wife's face so it looked like I was there when I wasn't. Crazy. But we will start this week with Mm. the only game we could start with on this podcast. Uh, Usually we go in order. This week we will not... Because I watched this game, Casita was there live. The now seven and seven New England Patriots lose at the now six and eight Las Vegas Raiders, thirty to twenty four, on maybe the weirdest fucking play I've ever seen in my life. Like, just break break it down for us, Casito. Not just that play, but the game itself. How do you think the game was going up until that point? The game going up to that point was pretty much how I expected both teams. They were going to put up some points. They weren't going to be flashy. Um, You know, they're, they're not playoff bound teams now for a reason. Like they're, that's just what it is. They're, they're middle of the road teams of the season Um, may or may not finished uh, right up right above 500. They may finish right under 500. You know, it's just one of those seasons. Um, So the crazy thing is before, so the game was just going back and forth before that crazy play happened. The Patriots went down under five minutes. Great run by Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Mm -hmm. Very happy because he celebrated in the end zone right in front of me. Um, 
And so what you're going to see in the thumbnail, we were right there in the wind lounge, um, wind club, field club is what it's called. So we were right there. Um, so he comes just pretty much running right up. He's from me to my TV here in the room, uh, which is awesome to see. Really excited for the kid just to score a touchdown. I even, I may even jinxed it. Who knows? I, I <laughs> told the wife, I was like, you know, no matter what happens today, like if the Pats do lose, I'm happy for Ramondre. He got a touchdown in Las Vegas, you know, as a pro. So kudos to him. Congrats to him. That's awesome. Um, but after that, with about 30 seconds left, I don't agree. The defense should have stopped him. They had a chance on a fourth and 10. They didn't. But this is now you got payback for the tuck rule. <laughs> I don't want to hear another word about the tuck rule the rest of my life because it was clearly not a touchdown. His foot was out. You saw the white popping up. You can see his foot. He had probably about three knuckles of his toes over the damn line. It was not a touchdown. There's TV announcers, football writers, NFL writers. The list goes on and on. So not just, you know, us with our only sports podcast. You know, I know we're really high up there, but. Well, I mean, we're the only one. Yeah. So. No, I mean, like up there is like sports Important. personality. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, all jokes aside, actual legitimate people who've been covering the NFL forever are like, there is no way that should have been called a touchdown. It was clearly, I don't know what, and they called them out. Um, every ref by name and the booth refs by name, how they could have deemed that a touchdown. Um, now, hold on one second. I'm flipping through my papers here where I have all my notes. You're saying this game in week 15 between two teams that will now miss the playoffs makes up for the game that knocked the Raiders out of potentially going to the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Is is that what I'm hearing right now? Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. <laughs> you, you totally are. 100%. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. It, it's just, it was, can I... You, you watch it for yourself. If you don't agree, feel free to comment on it. I oh, this no. time I will argue back. I, there we is will. No way that was a touchdown. There was just no way that they could have upheld that, and they did. And it just blew my mind. It blew everybody in the stands' mind. There's at and, least there's at least four games this week that had major playoff implications that the refs just blew a call oh, all within what the last minute of a yeah. game like. So, fucking egregious this week jesus so it shouldn't have even been tied it shouldn't have been tied um but you know whatever so it was tied going down we had a chance and we were almost in field goal range or at least where we could throw a shot we didn't do either one of those we handed it off to ramondre stevenson he had a great run he had about 25 to 30 yard run and he was looking good and then he shouldn't have done it but this isn't the egregious one. He tried to do a little lateral back to Jacoby Myers because maybe, hey, I'm not knocking that because Jacoby Myers may have been able to make a quick left and, you know, get on out of yeah. there. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, especially because he was right there. So it was a safe lateral. Yeah. So Ramondre shouldn't have done that. No. But Jacoby Myers 
he said that he did not see Chandler Jones just standing. And if he's standing in front of Mac Jones, he's towering over Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. So he threw it back to Mac Jones. But why would you throw it back to the quarterback anyway? There's nobody else behind him. And you saw Mac Jones, if you watched the game, he tried it, which is a horrible play call by the best offensive coordinator in the world, um, do a draw uh, for for Mac to go on the outside. He's one of the slowest quarterbacks in the league, and they tried to have him run it. Are you kidding me? Anyway, so I don't know what he was thinking. And like I said, in his interview, he just, it's my fault. I didn't see him. That's pretty much all he said. Was just, I didn't, I didn't see him back there. Trying to be a hero, I guess, is another one that either Ramondre or Jacoby Myers said. Um, I stood there in shock for a no joke, probably about five minutes, not saying a word. Um, and like I said, this is going to go down as one of the craziest, if not the craziest, worst botched ending to a NFL game I've ever seen. So at least I got to witness that. Because, um, I mean, who knows? Raiders had momentum. I don't know if the Pats would have even been able to pull it off in OT. Um, the defense obviously shows they couldn't stop a team with three minutes to go. So, you know. Yeah. Did you see the post-game interview with Belichick where he said the reason they didn't attempt a Hail Mary there is because he didn't think Mac Jones had the arm strength to get it to the end zone. Yeah, I think it I would agree. have been like a 55-yard pass. 55, but if he stepped back further, it would have been about 60. I agree with that. I, I honestly would agree with that. Well, I don't get why – I don't even get why you're trying to run a play. Why don't you just kneel it and go it, go to OT? Do you really think it is the whole momentum thing? Where well, he as, was you just saw, like, as you saw, they weren't expecting Ramondre to run it. He, yeah. Like I said, he had 35 yards. If he broke one more tackle, he could have outran the, the other guy for a touchdown. Like it was, it was close. It was almost a great call. It was, I'm not mad at the call there. I'm not. Do you it think was the stupidity of two rookies? Well, Jacoby's not much of a rookie anymore. Um, he's been in the league for four or five years now. Um, Ramondre, you can expect that from him, but again, that wasn't as egregious as Jacoby Myers throwing it back straight into Chandler Jones' hands. But then respect to Mac Jones on this, and he did look like a limp noodle, but <laughs> he said, it's on me. I needed to tackle the guy. I made, I didn't make the play. I had to tackle him. There's no excuse. I had to tackle him. Do so you think he's taking responsibility? So good for him. Unlike Zach Wilson, oh, yeah, they lost us the game for him. No. So he's taking responsibility for that. I mean, he should have been able to do something, at least try to knock it out of his hands. Just hold on to the foot. Like, yeah, until foot. somebody can come up to him. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you can't, I understand you can't tackle Chandler Jones. He's huge. You know, he played for the Patriots for years. Yeah. Um, don't try to tackle him at the midsection. Go for his foot, latch on to it like a little gremlin. And go from there. <laughs> do you uh, think my last question about this is do you think it was Belichick saying we'll try to do this run and then try to lateral it to keep it alive? Or do you think oh, it no, was they, they've they've all said that wasn't the play call? Oh, the play call was just run it and we'll see if we can, can break something and yeah, then we'll go and to he OT. almost did. He almost did. He did. Like I said, yeah. I, I that was a good play call because I don't I don't like Max arm from 60 yards out. Obviously, um, we're not going to be able to 
Polk's not going to be able to kick it 60 yards. He's, he's been struggling to hit things mid fifties or higher. Um, so yeah, the, the call was either kneel it or let Ramondre who's been sure hands all game, try to run it. And he's been breaking tackles. He still is one of the best running backs after contact um, in the league. So yeah, I thought oh, and he, he and to... like you said, he looked good that game. He, yeah, he had after coming back from an ankle injury, they didn't use him a lot in the first series. Um, none in the first series, the second series, he got the start. Um, and then he started uh, the second half. I guess they were like, you know, how are you feeling? And he had a lot more. He had a great touchdown run and he made it look easy. Um, well, he but- had 19 carries for 172, averaging 9.1 yards a carry. And yeah. then he had that one touchdown run. I mean, yeah, he so out- I'm not, we wouldn't have been in that game without his running. No. So I'm again, I'm not knocking Ramondre on this. And this is not because he went to my high school and we've been talking about him and, you know, all of that. I'm not knocking him on this because he's a rookie. He saw Jacoby Myers. Myers may have had a route on the outside because they were all swarmed around Jacoby or all, all swarmed around Ramondre. So not knocking that. It was the no-look pass backwards to the quarterback who had had nobody else back there and not being seeing one of the tallest people in, on the field. In <laughs> well, also, my, my question is, if you're Jacoby Myers – why are you trying to throw it back to Mac Jones, a.k.a. probably the least athletic person on the field? Well, that's what I said a minute ago. Like, that is that's, that's just such a he's, weird he's choice. He's one of the slowest quarterbacks in the league. Why would you throw it back to him? He's not yeah. going to outrun anybody, and there's nobody else behind him. Go down. Just go down. Yeah, that was – I mean, I mean again, so Ramondre should have gone down. He should have gone down, but we wouldn't have been in that game without him, mm-hmm. and – well, he was yeah, your they, entire they, they, offense. Yeah, but he carried the offense. Um, we would not have been in that game without him. Um, so I, I can't, you know, it, it's hard to be mad at him for ruining the game for us when he kept us in the game. And um, this but, was also one of those games that would have fit the narrative of the weekend where the Raiders at one point were up 17-3. to three, And then it was the well, Patriots the defense, coming the back. The defense shut them down the entire second half until that touchdown. That Again, not a touchdown. And that's not me being biased. That's not me being whatever. You you watch it. You hear it from actual NFL analysis or, or analysts, commentators. That was a wrong call. Some are agreeing with it. Some agree with it. Oh, it's too hard to overturn. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you even mentioned that to me, but. I don't I I think it was I don't think it was egregious. We'll get to talking about some other games that are fucking egregious, but I get why you can be like it clearly wasn't a touchdown, but in the moment last ends of the game, I'm fine with it. And again, but they if but they this went is... to the boot. They went to a boot. They were able to zoom in on that shit. They went they they were able to zoom in on it. They they should have yeah. seen it and they did see it. So everything no. that I sent you all all those photos, those stills you know, all the freeze frames. Yes. It is clear. And there is white paint being scuffed up. Oh, no. Again, it's not. Uh, but I'm saying I agree with you that it wasn't a touchdown. I'm saying it's not an egregious call because of some of the other egregious shit we've seen. But I think we can both agree the officiating this oh, season awful. has all been terrible. This week was like, 
all of it came to a head because we'll talk about almost what every game that was important this weekend in terms of playoff standings had one of those calls where you're just like, how the fuck did they not overcall this or not overturn this? But last thing about this game, Derek Carr had a pretty good game, 20 for 38, 233, three touchdowns, one INT. Josh Jacobs, 22 carries, 93 yards. Uh, but And then for the Patriots, Mac Jones only won 112 yards. And then obviously we just talked about Ron J. Stevenson had base was basically the entire offense, 172 and, and one yards. Of those, and, and out of that 112 yards, one of those passes, what was his long? Oh, I don't one know. One of those passes was to Jacoby Myers to set up the Ramondre Stevenson run. That was like a 40 yard pass or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, that INT by Derek Carr, that was the pick six or whatever, just one of the worst INTs you're ever going to see. Why he threw that pass? I mean, the Patriots defender was five yards from who Derek Carr was trying to throw that pass to. That was egregious, egregious. But mm. Casino, uh, I respect you for coming on this pod and having to talk about that game. Now we can move on to happier things, which were literally anything that wasn't that game. So... <laughs> Let's start. I mean, this first off, this also this week, week 15, for some reason, last podcast and uh, on the the YouTube channel, I called it week 14. I don't know where I missed a week there, but uh, this is this was week 15, week 15. It started on Thursday, then it and then it continued on Saturday and then it ends tonight. So this week with the inclusion of the Saturday games has just felt like an eternity and eternity let's talk about first we won't go in order of the saturday games because there was clearly one game that was not on the same level as the other two which is the ravens and browns so we have the ravens who are now nine and five and lamar jackson less uh losing to the cleveland brown uh bill cosby's six who are now six and eight the 13 to three win uh they're the Browns quarterback. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name's Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's, uh, I don't know, something with massages or something. I don't know. He was 18 for 28, 161 yards, one touchdowns, no INT. He looked like he actually had remembered how to play quarterback before, and that's not, uh, and he still didn't look good. Then we had Tyler Huntley, 17 for 30, 138, and one INT. He also rushed six times for 15 yards. But this game sandwiched in between two really good games. Uh, the Vikings-Colts game is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Well, we'll get to that one. But thoughts on this game, Casino? Um, I'll be honest. I didn't watch much of it. I was extremely busy. Um but I mean, start us off, and then I will kick with that. Well, I Please. mean, just first off, the Browns are – it's crazy that a Deshaun Watson, you know, take away all the things about the masseuse and about him being a fucking terrible person and a Bill Cosby impersonator and all that kind of shit. Uh, but take all that shit away. And this Cleveland Browns team is just not fun to watch or to root for. Like when they had uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett in, like he was, he made this team, you know, like you wanted to root for Jacoby Brissett. Right. And now it's like, you have this guy who you're just like, 
I mean, we're joking. Obviously, he wasn't as egregious as fucking, you know, Bill Cosby, but he's not far off. And it just feels gross to... Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, But, yeah, he just feels gross to root for and watch. And usually I like the Browns, you know, like the whole lovable losers thing. But now it's just like... I have no interest in Browns games. I don't like Deshaun Watson as a human being. And now I don't even like him as a quarterback. He just looks lost out there. He looks like he completely forgot how to play football, which probably happens when you're almost gone for the game for three years. Uh, Nick Chubb is still one of the best wide receivers or one of the best running backs in the league. And then Amari Cooper has moments, but he's also, you know, getting thrown the ball, uh, getting thrown the ball by a guy who forgot how to throw the ball. So I don't know the Ravens on the other hand, this, uh, I don't know Did how I you call see the Brown. I think I called the Browns on this one. Uh, well, Oh, first off, uh, cause we jumped right into Raiders Patriots. Uh, how many games do you think you won this week? Casino 11 close. You went 13, Ooh. 13 because you also picked both which we'll talk about after football. Uh, you pick both football World Cup matches. games correctly. And then, uh, yeah, you pretty much nailed them all. We do have tonight's game different. So, so did, I, did I hit 11 and then two added because of the... Yes. So I hit so, 11. I was right. Yeah, so you got 11. We both picked the commanders, so we both lost two points. Or not lost two points, but, you know, didn't gain two points. I, I only got... Didn't, I honestly forgot there was a game last night. I was in a complete <laughs> just... Uh, downward I, spiral dude yeah trying to get home last night was a wreck <laughs> uh but we do have rams packers tonight so one of i picked the rams you picked the packers so whoever wins that game gets one more this week i only got eight i picked both world cup games wrong and then uh yeah pretty much the games i had cowboys i had cardinals i had titans I really went out on a loop. Uh, but you uh, went Ravens as, and I went Browns, right? Let's see. Where is that game? No, we both went Ravens. Oh. We both went yes. Ravens, and we were both, uh, yeah, not correct on that part. But also the Ravens. So I don't know if, uh, and I will look it up right now. I don't know if Lamar Jackson will even come back this season. It seems like they're kind of, uh, there's like rumors out there that he could just sit the rest of the season to avoid further injury on his knee because, you know, obviously this is his contract year and that's been the whole story surrounding him. But I mean, this Ravens team, if they got a good offense, which they did have with Lamar Jackson, this defense is pretty damn good. Lamar Jackson was their offense, so. Yeah, and their defense is, like, top 10 in the league in almost everything, and ever since they got the guy from Chicago, I'm blanking on his name. What is his name? Uh, oh, Roquan Smith. They Like, this defense has improved, because remember at the beginning, they were real shaky, and then he came in and was just, like, a fix-it to this defense. So, right now, the Bengals are leading that division, but the Ravens are in the fifth slot like one game or a game and a half above the chargers and dolphins so they could easily miss the playoffs if they lose the next three do i think they will no but 
I mean, it's a possibility if this is the team you're getting with no Lamar Jackson. Right. Let's see. Their last three games are Falcons, Steelers, Bengals. So, I mean, those are, if you have Jackson, those are three winnable games. Even if you don't have him, I really think you could beat the Falcons and Steelers with just a great defense and then kind of just run the ball, control the clock, you know, that old thing. But yeah, I don't know. As far as the Browns go, they're technically still in it, but does anybody want to see this fucking Browns team make no. the, like flip slip into the playoffs? Absolutely not. Uh, let's move on to the Bills and the Dolphins that took place in Buffalo. Oop, I'm trying to... So the Miami Dolphins, who are now 8-6, and six, lose 29-32 to 32 to the now 11-3 Buffalo Bills, still clinging on to that number one seed in the AFC with both the Chiefs and the Bengals. Like, one game. If the Bengals win out and the Chiefs or Bills lose one game, they are the number one seed, which is fucking crazy. But this game, you had Tua Tungabailoa. Quick, real quick, got some breaking news about your quarterback. My quarterback. Uh, yeah, he is uncertain to play Saturday versus the Cowboys due to a sprained shoulder that he suffered Sunday. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, now you can feel sad all day. Actually. Just like me. I will uh, I will not feel sad because I'll get to uh, when we talk about Eagles-Cowboys. I will make a interesting prediction, Casino. That's, that's what in the business is called a tease tease uh but as far as this dolphins bills game By goes way, that's a live update so for those who are watching live oh wait <laughs> live if you are watching this podcast at 1 p.m on uh monday december 12th uh no december 19th 2022 first off tell us how you're doing it second off thanks for watching all right, so next up, um, the Dolphins and Bills, Tua Tunga by Loa, 17 for 30, 234, two touchdowns. Raheem Mozart, uh, 17 carries, 136 yards. And then, of course, the best wide receiver in the league had nine receptions for 69 yards. Hey, Casino. And then uh, Jalen Waddle had three receptions, 114 yards. Both of them had a touchdown. But... The real winner of this game and the actual winner of this game was the Bills and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 25 for 40, 304, four touchdowns. Uh, Dawson Knox, actually, the leading receiver, which is crazy. Six receptions, 98 yards, a touchdown. Stephon Diggs second with five receptions, 60 yards. And then, again, the leading rusher was Josh Allen with 10 carries, 77 yards. And then Singletary and Cook almost getting to his level of rushing. So as I said, so now I'm very comfortable with the bills again. I mean, not very, it's I'm more comfortable. Um, as I was saying, like Josh Allen, he had to have a game today or last night, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. You're, you were getting an adventure. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was working on my brain's still fried from that. I, I, <laughs> I'm still struggling to what I, what I witnessed yesterday. I'm, I can't even speak because I don't, my brain can't process what it saw. So I'm still like just burnt. Um, complete toaster, toaster oven. Yeah. It's like my internet. Yeah. Um, but it's your brain. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but good for the Bills. I'm very happy to see that, that they got that offense figured out. 
And, you know, their defense is good, but this is also a good offensive Miami team. We've seen them blow out teams. So this was, remember, I, I said this is a good big statement game for them if they still want to be that number one seed and they want to show, hey, we're, you have to come through Buffalo. They had to win this game. They did. They knew the stakes. They won it. Um, good for them. Right, good for them. Good for Josh Allen. Uh, now he needs to sustain and get back to this. But like as I was saying uh, in previous episodes, once he's if he's on, this team is unbeatable. Um, yeah, and because they they just their firepower is great. Um, the only team that I could see them rivaling them this year would be the Eagles with um, Jalen Hurts at at the helm. So yeah, good for Buffalo. Well done. Um, how yeah, very impressed with that win. How confident now are you in the Buffalo Bills to be who we thought they would be at the start of the season, which is not just Super Bowl contender, but making their way through the AFC to the actual Super Bowl? Do you think this Buffalo Bills team will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? I st I've always said yes. I, I said they needed to pick it up, but um, I said the teams that scared me, you know, the Dolphins scared me. Um, they, they've slipped a little bit, but they're still, as you can see, they're still a high powered offense. Um, so they had scared me a little bit. Um, but the chiefs, yeah, the chiefs and, um, oh my gosh, why the am Bengals. I blanking? Thank you. The Bengals. Um, they're just playing good football right now. Um, so yeah, uh, continue. I got a screaming baby. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so the now the I think what most impressed me from this game, obviously Josh Allen and the Bills having that great game against this Miami team that has started to kind of turn back into a pumpkin. I know Casino loves when I use that reference, but the thing that I did like or the thing that I did like about this game is the Buffalo Bills coming back down from I believe at one at going into the fourth quarter or midway through the fourth quarter they were down by eight so they had to you know obviously get a touchdown get a two-point conversion which they did then they got the field goal to finally like push themselves over the top and win the game I am Still slightly concerned about this Bills team because obviously from what we've seen, they are one-dimensional, right? They don't have a running attack. Their running attack is Josh Allen. So this game goes as far as Josh Allen goes. And like other different teams we've seen, you know, we talk about, you know, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Vikings, like these other teams, even the Bengals, where if their quarterback has a bad game they have a at least efficient running game they can fall back on right with the eagles you have miles sanders the cowboys you have that zeke pollard uh combo with Bengals. you have mixon and then even with somebody like the chiefs they can at least get a running game going so then the vikings obviously you have dalvin cook and yeah there's just all these teams chargers you have eckler the Dolphins, you have Mozart coming on and actually being like an actual running threat. So, yeah, I don't know. The thing I was saying, Casino, when you, the thing I was saying, are we? I don't know where you want to start back up. 
yeah we can just do what i'll do three true all right sorry we had to pause real quick but i was just saying before we had to pause casino that the only thing that scares me with the bills is they're clearly like a one-dimensional team right they have no running game it's josh allen and i was saying that if Josh Allen has a bad game or God forbid he gets hurt or something like that. There is nothing to fall back on. I was saying teams like the chiefs, the Bengals, even the Titans, Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Cowboys, almost every other playoff team. If their quarterback plays bad, they at least have a good to great to like just efficient run game to keep them in games. The bills it's basically Josh Allen is not only their passing game, he's their running game. So if he has a bad game, they have nothing, right? They have a great defense, but we've seen this defense kind of, they're more bend, don't break, right? They can hold people to just enough where Josh Allen can beat them as we've seen in this game, but they're not like, the 49ers defense that'll just shut you down. They're kind of, yeah, they'll give you the opportunity to score, but the only opportunity the Bills have to score is Josh Allen. So that's my one concern. That's my one concern. Now let's uh, hop over to the best game of Saturday. Maybe one of the craziest, like best games I've ever seen. I was rooting for the Colts just because the Vikings are like really the only threat to the Eagles taking the number one seed. But I mean, let's just talk about it. The four, nine and one Indianapolis Colts lose 36 to 39 to the now 11 and three Minnesota Vikings at one point going into halftime. This game was 33 to zero. The with Minnesota Vikings losing, they score 14 in the third 22 in the fourth and then kick a field goal in OT to win. Uh, I mean, just, I don't even know where to start with this one. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 34 for 54, 460 yards, four touchdowns, two INTs. Dalvin Cook, 17 for 95. And then both, or all three of them, KJ Osborne, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen all caught touchdowns. Osborne had 10 receptions, 157, one TD. Jefferson, 12 receptions, 123, a touchdown. Cook had four receptions, 95 yards, a touchdown. And then Thielen, three for 41 for one touchdown. I mean, this is this game was fucking crazy, Casino. Oh, yeah. I remember there was one point where uh, we texted back and we were just to each other like, oh, man. So good, we both uh, we both picked the Vikings. <laughs> or no, no, like, or look at us not picking the the Colts or something like that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Did we? I'm pretty sure we both picked the Vikings. Did we? We did. Not? I don't have it written down here. I mean, but... I know I picked the Vikings. Oh, so that might even be another point to you. I don't have that game written down here. All right, well, I... we'll figure it out. Yeah, but no, we both picked the Vikings on that one. So, and, but remember, I did say, and I will give myself credit when credit is due, I did say this Colts team would only be as good as they were willing to fight for Jeff Saturday. And the first half, I was like, fucking call of the year. Uh, This is amazing. And then all of a sudden, they started coming back. When the Vikings scored two touchdowns, where it was 33 to 14, I called my son, my 10-year-old down, and I was like, they're going to come back. 
I want you to watch this. It's going to be crazy. And then we watched the whole rest of the game. And then there was, I believe it was after they scored uh, the next touchdown. I think it was 33 to 21. And then uh, Jalen Rager. So so we had, it was 33 to seven. Then it went 36 to seven. uh, And then that's when it, that's when it turned into crazy but there was a 36 to 21 yes so i believe it was the vikings were driving and jalen rager who i have ptsd flashbacks from when he was an eagle just stops running on his route that he would have been pretty much like he definitely would have beat his guy probably i wouldn't have got a touchdown but they would have been within the 10 like uh they would have been definitely in the red zone he just stops running his route the colts guy follows the ball intercepts it Right then, I was like, oh, it's over, right? Like, this was the Vikings' comeback. That's what stopped it. But then I don't understand how this Colts team was even up 33-0. to They got that blocked punt that they returned for a touchdown. The defense was looking fantastic, but the offense, the entire game, could not do literally anything. Matt Ryan only threw for 182 yards and one touchdown. Uh, and then they had no rushing touchdowns. So how this game, how the Colts even managed to score 36 points is, I don't understand. But, I mean, my real question. How about, go for it. What's your question? My real question, Casino, is Matt Ryan the unluckiest quarterback in NFL history? To be on two sides of, like. Yes, yes. The the Super Bowl that obviously your team won against the Falcons, one of the most egregious comebacks in NFL history that shouldn't have happened. And then you have this one that is the largest NFL comeback in the history of the NFL. And he's on the side of both. And also in either, in neither game, is it really his fault? They came back. Like it wasn't like he just threw five interceptions each time it was just like a series of unfortunate events that i can't again i can't explain it like ugh, this was this but does this make you feel more or less confident in this vikings team um they played the colts (laughs) they should have put up points with who they have they should put up I think Casito's attending to his his daughter, but you get Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but what you were saying they should have put up points. Oh yeah, no, they, sh- they sh- you should put up points against this team. Like, there's no other other. There's no other. Uh, go get it. There's no other way around this. You should put up points against. So the fact that they let the Colts score 33 without anything was remarkable. Yeah. Um, and the, the crazy thing, like, again, uh, they were just stopping them, like making them do four and outs just by like tackling them short of the line or like the, the, the Vikings defense only had three sacks on the Colts offense and they had no, I believe they had a fumble recovery, but they had no INTs. So it was like, yeah, the Colts lost one fumble. So again, it's not like the Vikings defense was getting turnovers or 
like getting great field position or anything. They were literally just holding them on third and fourth downs. And then they would just get the ball back to the offense. It was like the literal definition of Ben don't break. They never did anything that uh, would cost them. And then even the Vikings offense, like I said, they were a couple third and outs on the comeback. They had uh, that crazy interception. I think they also lost the fumble. So how this game ended up like turning out this way is just unfathomable. I don't know if yeah. I feel I do say I will say that this Vikings team, I think we talked about it last episode. They have like nine. Now they have nine come from behind victories where they're like losing in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter or whatever. How this is, I don't think it's sustainable, but then they keep sustaining it. Maybe it fucking is. I don't know. Because they just seem well, to mean, you, you. There was a point where they were you starting to knock them, and I said, "No, they're still a good team. They just, yeah, they're just. It's a weird. It's, it's just weird. weird. So, I don't understand it. I don't. I mean, I, I expected them to win this game, but like last week, I, I had Detroit. I just felt Detroit was going to win that game. Yeah. Um, because Minnesota is good, but they have some weaknesses, and I thought Detroit was going to exploit them, and they did. So. Yeah, like that, I, mean, that, I mean, so and then so this week, I I didn't think it was going to be this close um, because, you know, Indianapolis is just a dumpster fire. They have so much going <laughs> on with just the organization, not not just, you know, on the field. Like this is just a rough time to be a Colts fan. Yeah. So um, I'd rather be a Colts fan today, though, than a Patriots fan. <laughs> I don't think you would. I think if you're a Colts fan, you're like, how do we give up a 33 to zero point lead? Like, also, this is one of those, like, we're in this, like, quarterback golden era, you know, where, like, everybody's putting up monster stats and all this kind of stuff. Matt Ryan, if he makes it to the NFL Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame is a joke. It's a joke. Well, I don't even, well, just, like, stats. Like, I think he's, like, top now, what, top seven or something like that in just uh, passing no, yards? Have, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't think he should. No, I don't think he will either. But he just seems like the ultimate. I've never hated Matt Ryan. I've never liked him. He just always kind of seems like just a guy, right? He's just like a compiler where he's on. he's been on some pretty damn good teams, right? They made it to the Super Bowl. but. He's just, yeah, he just never sticks out to me as, like, one of the best quarterbacks. He's always just kind of there. He's always Phillip Rivers to me, right? Where he's just always there. They're always in contention, except for, obviously, this year. But, yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know. But let's move off that crazy game to the NFC North uh, companion of the Vikings, the Detroit Lions now 7 and 7 beat the now 7 and 7 New York Jets 20 to 17. Detroit has everything, won 6 games in a row. Out, everything played out yesterday to where the Patriots if they would have just won <laughs> they would have been in the 6 seed. But no, they're in the 8 tied with <laughs> Jets. Uh. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> continue. Uh Sorry. good news on this game is we both did pick the Lions. We thought the uh I said it was going to be a close, close game. Yep. And the only thing we, 
The only thing we did not call was Zach Wilson maybe yeah, having his best day as a passer. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I mean, his completion rating wasn't that great. He was almost at 50% completions. Um, he, yeah, he was one, one missed attempt away from being 50% in completions. So, yeah, not great in completions, but the ones that he did, 317 yards, two TDs. So, he I, had a weird game. Well, he also did that thing, which I fucking hate. And I've definitely talked about on this podcast where when a quarterback is being tackled or falling to the ground, he literally would just throw it. And this one, he threw into triple coverage. His guy miraculously came down and caught it. I have no idea how that guy caught the ball, but it, it, it wasn't even like a pivotal play. Just take the sack. What is the point of throwing the ball just just into no man's land. I fucking hate that play more than anything. And it happens all the time. But like you said, uh, Zach Wilson was basically the Jets offense. It was him uh, and Garrett Wilson and then Jeff Smith. Uh, and then their tight end, the uh, Uzma caught uh, the two INTs or the two, two TDs. TDs. Uh, but get this, uh, my guy, Zonovan Knight, who I was starting on my fantasy league because I had no other options. He did absolutely jack shit. 13 carries for 23 yards, averaging 1.8 yards a carry. But let's talk about the team that actually won. Uh, Money, uh, Jared Goff, who uh, shirt income in Casido that I bleeped out on that one episode so nobody knows what it said. Uh, But Jared Goff, 23 for 38, 252 and one touchdown. And then rushing, we had... DeAndre Smith, eight carries, 52 yards. Jamal Williams leading the league in touchdowns, uh, and only one person is behind him. Guess who that one person is, Casino? Or I should say leading league in rushing touchdowns. Guess who's the only one behind him by one? I don't know. I have no idea. Jalen Hurts. Okay, good job. Uh, uh, Jamal Williams has 14 touchdowns rushing. Jalen Hurts has 13 and then nobody else is fucking close. So crazy stat there. But uh, golf, I'm telling you, like I am more, I would be more scared of this Lions offense in the playoffs than I would be of like other teams making the playoffs. Again, they are, they are and have consistently all year been within top four of every team in the league in almost every statistical offensive stat. They only are behind the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles. And I feel like they still don't get respect. Like, why does nobody respect this uh, Lions offense, Casino? I don't know. Um, kind of shocked. I mean, I, I was on record some at some point in this podcast saying, you know, I don't trust Goff. But, I mean, he's just consistent. He's consistent. Um, it was the defense that lost them games uh, beginning of the season. Um, but like we said, they play just enough. I, I don't know how you can say this offense is not a good offense or not getting the respect because everybody's contributing. He's getting it yeah. to everybody. You had three receivers with over 50 yards each. Um, and, and then, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. He is legitimately a good to great wide receiver. Like, again, I don't feel like people view him as a threat. He is always always in these lions games just catching crazy passes he's always he wide open, open. He, gets, like, he gets himself open which is impressive 
Um, but yeah, no, he, everybody, everybody is getting, is getting catches from this guy. Um, so that's, that's crazy. So uh, yeah, one, well here, I'm counting one, two, three. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had eight people who have caught, who caught the ball and he tried to hit two more. Um, he was passing the ball everywhere to everybody. Um, again, when you give golf time, like he can pick you apart. He really can. And people don't put him in the category of other quarterbacks, but he's having a great season. And also this is a guy we've seen in the playoffs get to a super bowl. It's not like this just isn't some like bum. We saw him get to the Super Bowl on a very good Rams team. And again, that season, remember, they had that crazy Monday night game where he played as good as Patrick Mahomes and just lit up the Chiefs team for over 40 points. Like, this is a guy who's... a fun game. Yeah. That was a fun back and forth game. And this is... But this is... That's what I'm saying. This is a guy who we've seen light it up and go on a playoff run and get to the Super Bowl and only lose you know to one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of football like this isn't some like scrub like uh but also the lions their next three games are the panthers the bears and the packers so i I think that they can win like i said they had a win against the jets that would have been their toughest one outside of that just because the defense you know be the defense being able to stop the uh their offense but I, I could see them winning out. I could see them being a 10 and seven team and making the playoffs. Yeah. So right now they are just on the bubble. They are technically the ninth team behind the Seattle Seahawks, the Washington commanders and the New York giants. So with the commanders losing on Sunday night, which we'll talk about, and then the Seahawks losing to the 49ers. I think we both agree that while the lions are on the come up, the, commanders really feel like their only threat i think they jump seattle next week i I really do i mean yes well here's the thing they got the niners browns cowboys i don't trust the browns to win but i don't see the commanders beating the niners or the cowboys um no to be honest uh i mean i can see them beating the cowboys but that's gonna be a closer game um yeah and then who uh, do the seahawks have oh uh the seahawks the sorry press the wrong button uh, the Seahawks have Chiefs, Jets, Rams. So we, oh. we went through this, uh, I think, last episode as well. Um, I can only see them beating the Rams. So the Lions have the easiest schedule to make it into that spot. And as we were just saying, they are currently tied with the same amount. Oh, gosh, darn it. I hate <laughs> pressing buttons too much on my phone. Um <laughs> But they're all tied with seven wins. So it really now comes down to, well, the commanders, they do have their tie. So that works in their favor. Yes. Um, Sometimes it doesn't. This time it does uh, work in their favor. So So it really comes down to win your last three games and you're most likely in. You win your last three games and commanders lose one. one, You're in. Yeah. That's... And even I mean, if you win, even if you win two, even if you win two, I mean, the commanders, I could see them losing two games. But well, then and then may, everybody the Lions, is the Lions, have, the Lions have a stretch here, but they they could they could pull it off. Um, and then the Giants, I don't see them winning. Well, that's uh, what I'm got, saying. Like the after Vikings and Eagles, 
and they do play the Colts. I don't trust the Colts, but I can see every team except the Seahawks, the Commanders, and the Giants all losing at least two games. Yeah. All at least two games, and the Lions, I can see winning at least two games. So this is going to be very interesting. I'm really interested in the, the NFC wild card race. Um, I could give two shits now about the AFC wildcard race. Um, so but, no, that's what I was going to say is after Sunday night's game with the Giants winning, everybody is penciling them into the playoffs. And it's just like, no, because they're only a game ahead of what is it? The other two teams in Seattle and the Lions. So just because they beat uh, the commanders, the Lions have already beaten the Giants. So the Lions would hold a tiebreaker over the Giants if they finish with the same record. So they need to go into the uh, into Minnesota and then play the Colts and then the Eagles, which they will win the Eagles game probably because the Eagles are going to be they don't they wouldn't need that game. All these players, all these teams don't play each other again. Nobody plays each other again. So really, it's just strength of schedule now. Like who do you who can you do and I uh, yeah I don't trust I don't trust them. Yeah, let's move on to the next game on the docket, which was my Philadelphia Eagles now thirteen and one, which is fucking crazy, uh, beating me now three and eleven Chicago Bears twenty five to twenty. Uh, I watched this entire game. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I will I will give credit to Jalen Hurts for uh, in the press conference. People were like, "Why do you have such a rough?" first half of this game and his answer was because it was really cold and I couldn't feel my hands and everybody was like okay I mean that makes sense like I like that he just came out and was like I couldn't feel my hands it was cold as shit like that's why I was so rough in the beginning and it was just like yeah you looked fucking cold and that's that makes sense (laughs) because he threw two really bad uncharacteristic uh uh INTs but like then the 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 second they come out of halftime, they controlled the entire game after that. I sent you the clip of uh, Justin Fields having one of the best quarterback runs I've ever seen. Like where he is just making moves and making guys miss. Oh, he and... sliced and diced that entire team. I thought he stepped yeah. out of bounds multiple times, but apparently he didn't. No, he stepped out once. He stepped out of bounds once, so they didn't call that a touchdown. They called it back from where he stepped out, but still. I'm just saying that it looked like he stepped out of bounds multiple times. Oh, yeah. I don't, again, uh, Justin Fields, I'll tell you what, uh, he, in the game, he was 14 for 21, 152 yards, two touchdowns. One of them was on a broken play that was only broken because the defense was respecting him as uh, so much as a runner, but he had 15 carries, 95 yards. I'm telling you next year, like if the lions and bears can keep up this momentum, they have, they're going to be, they're going to be scary teams next year. Cause this bears team, I'll tell you what, Justin Fields, you, if you can get, him somebody like an AJ Brown there's no reason why he can't have a Jalen Hurts-esque season next year because that dude can play and the entire time I was watching this game I was just like Justin he like leaps off the screen first off as just a dynamic runner and then when he gets time and if he can get weapons he can be a competent passer like that's all you need him to be but that's exactly what it is with um, Lamar Jackson 
he's yeah i've said it you know he's he's a decent enough um he's a decent enough uh yeah uh he's a decent enough passer that um that's all really you need yeah and uh i think we said on this game last week that always what scares me about the bears is they look really good and then all of a sudden they just come crash you back to earth and then lose the game almost word for word what happened in this game like the eagles or the bears scored first nobody could hit a field goal in this game because the wind was just like taking kicks and just swinging them uh one of the guys on the or one of the kicks from the eagles hit uh from jake elliott hit one of the uprights just because you could see the ball literally get taken by the wind and just like whip around so this game was definitely it looked cold it was windy it was hard hitting all the bears players were just fucking just destroying Jalen Hurts every time he ran, and he ran for a lot in this game. He was 17 carries, 61 yards, three uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders, 11 for 42. But really, this was the wide receiver uh, one and two game. A.J. Brown, nine receptions, 181 yards. And then Devontae Smith, five receptions, 126 yards. Like, both those guys went off. And so let me ask you this because we had talked, you had messaged me. Do you think that he, even though they came back and won this game, do you think he is no longer the MVP? Oh, no. I think if you, I think if you watch this game, uh, what is it? He, Jalen Hurts this year has not had a bad game, and I would include this game in it. He had a bad half. His, the second half he came out is basically where he got all these stats. So the second half was where he threw for 315 and then had three touchdowns. So I think he is still, especially with Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs almost losing to a Texans team. Again, everybody forgets everybody was talking shit about this Eagles team against the Texans on Thursday night when they still won that game by 11. Now all of a sudden the Texans are almost beating every good team in the league. And now it's like, oh, the Texans, they're one. They've only won one game, but they're legit. And then it's like funny how that narrative changes only no, I mean, against. They're, in a, they're still an NFL team. And I've said this multiple times on this podcast. They're, it's an NFL team. Yeah. Any NFL team could win at any time. Yeah. And we've seen that a lot this season. We saw it a lot this week, right? With the Colts and Vikings game. But I actually. You know what's crazy? I walked out away from this uh, Eagles-Bears team, even though it was an ugly game, and Jalen Hurts definitely had his worst game this season, even though it wasn't a bad game. He just hasn't had a lot of, if any, bad games this season. I walked away from this game more confident in this team than I was before because the one thing we had not seen from this... I didn't get that one this week, though. (laughs) Yeah, but... The one thing we had seen, we had not seen from this Eagles team, we'd seen them win a million different ways. We'd seen them come back in the the Jaguars game. I mean, imagine losing to the Jaguars. But we saw them come back in the Jaguars game. We had never seen them lose or be in a game where they lost the turnover battle. They lost the turnover battle in this game and still won it, like, pretty handily. Like, I mean, 25 to 20 doesn't really tell the story because – the the last touchdown by the Bears was kind of like in garbage time. So they still were, you know, they still beat this team by 
almost double or would have been double digits. But yeah, so I'm more confident in this team now that Hertz is uh, hurt. Well, oh, this is what I was going to say about the Eagles Cowboys game, which we'll obviously preview and talk about in our next episode. I think a giant, giant middle finger to the Cowboys, which I would like more than beating the Cowboys, the Eagles to clinch the number one spot uh, in throughout the playoffs. All they need to do is win one of their remaining three games. They win one of those three games. They clinch the number one seed and it's over, right? I think the best thing that the Eagles could do, they won't because this isn't how the NFL is run. If they just sat all their starters and were like, use this as a rest week and then just nonstop talk shit about how this game didn't matter and then just talked about next week opponent, like past the Cowboys and we're just like, we're just really, you know, we're resting our guys trying to get some rest so we can be ready for the Saints like in a week and then just have the Cowboys literally blow them out, right? Like do the Colts-Cowboys game, like 40-3, to have the Eagles rest all their starters, and then just the whole week afterwards just be like, oh, yeah, we didn't need that game. We thought rest was more important. Like it would be my favorite thing. It would be the best, like just middle fingers to the Cowboys because this game – legitimately if the Cowboys would have won this game would be the biggest game of the season now that the Cowboys lost and the Eagles won this game kind of lost all of its steam because it doesn't fucking matter for seeding or literally anything so now it's just we hate the Cowboys it's still a game between these two players or to these two teams well yeah but but that's just like a fan thing right now the game doesn't matter standing wise division wise literally nothing but obviously they won't do that just because they like they being the Eagles want to beat the fucking Cowboys. Cowboys want to beat the Eagles, blah, blah, blah. But now that Jalen Hurts is out of it, that is uh, scary to me. I would, I would literally just to be safe, I'd sit him for the next two games, let him like, you know, uh, let him kind of heal or shoulder. Yeah. Like let him just be ready for the playoffs. This Eagle season. I don't give a fuck what happens. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, this season meant nothing. I literally will mean that. I think there's a few teams you can say that about. I think you can say that about the Eagles. I think you can say that about the bills. And I think you can say that about the chiefs. If, or also I would throw the Vikings in there. If those four teams, if not, if, Obviously, only two of them can make it to the Super Bowl. It would be a wasted season. I really feel that way because they're teams that have been in these positions over the past couple of years where it's just like the Bills, nobody gives a fuck about the Bills during the regular season. If they don't win a Super Bowl with this team, you're going to look back as a Bills fan and be like, how many fucking wasted opportunities did we have? You know, like giving up the one minute drive from Mahomes to beat them last year. I mean, you, you say that, but it won't it it won't hurt as bad as losing four Super Bowls in a row. Oh yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. Especially the Bills, like if they now have the best team in the league again, and they can't even get to the Super Bowl, or God forbid they get to the Super Bowl and lose it. But yeah, the, so as far as the Eagles go, them winning and the Cowboys losing this week kind of lost all steam for next week. But also, it was never about this game. It's Super Bowl or bust for this team, in my mind. But let's now they move on. about that, though. I mean, all the players that get interviewed about it, that's what they say. Yeah. 
which is what I, which is why this is my favorite Eagles team of my lifetime. But yeah, uh, hurts, please. As a longtime Eagles fan, don't be hurt. Don't, uh, don't let God forbid this is like a lingering injury or something serious. Please, I don't give a fuck about the Cowboys or Saints or whatever the last, I think it's Giants are the last team. Just be healthy for the playoffs. Please, dear God. And let Minshew, uh, let Minshew Mania run wild for the next three weeks. He can definitely beat one of those three teams. Please, please, Hurts. I beg of you. Uh, <laughs> next. But let's move on to the other team we're just talking about the now 10 and four Dallas Cowboys lose 34 to 40 against the Jacksonville Jaguars six to eight. And before we get into this game casino, I'm also unveiling a new segment this week. It's the, my name is Will, obviously it's the Willie D big D player of the week that big D is for defense. So my Willie D big D player of the week is <laughs> uh, is, is, that uh, where is his name? Rashawn Jenkins, who had nine tackles, uh, also nine assisted tackles, two INTs, and he had the INT that won them the game in OT. So congratulations, Rashawn Jenkins. You are Willie D's big D player of the week. Uh New segment, I think, really is going to take off. Yes, it will be on a T-shirt. Um, but <laughs> I can tell by Casino's reaction, he uh, loves it. You're, I mean, but also for this episode, you're the big Willie, the Willie, whatever it is. Yeah. Because I have no, I, man, I just have no energy. I'm trying. I really <laughs> am trying, folks. Eternal, eternal crying. It's it, fine. Eternal crying, and then, and then, like you know, the, per usual guy kid than the dogs uh, yeah yeah i'm just i'm no. just uh, I got i'm it. sorry fans i'm sorry fans it's okay my shoulders are slumped in this because it's the weight of carrying the show on them is pushing oh them you down. are 100 i mean but, most shows but whatever but i said i said this morning that i was just like really jacked up today i don't know why because really that you 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 sent me it on all caps yeah I I'm, a, I'm just i had a in a good scroll. mood today I had to scroll to read that whole message because it was all in caps. That's how much and space it took up. Honestly, I'm in a good mood today and I have no idea why. It has nothing to do with football or anything that happened yesterday. I'm just in a good mood. I don't know why. It's weird. You want to come over and and, and and help me? Yes. And make you, you in a good mood? I will try. Uh, uh, just bring the loop. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's gonna be dry big willie d's not <laughs> no no and you know what casino also willie d's big d co-host of the week i'm giving it to you so you can walk away from this podcast <laughs> at least feeling good as an awards winner but now let's dive into this cowboys jaguars game casino I was very excited by the Eagles-Bears game, the Eagles winning. I was jumping off my couch, screaming. I shook my tiny baby's head uh, with excitement out of, he's fine, out of joy <laughs> at the end of this game because Eagles-Bears ended right when this game was going into OT. So I flipped over on the uh, direct TV to this game and I tuned in literally two plays before this, like, uh debacle happened it was it was amazing the 
Uh, I don't know why Cowboys fans are giving Dak Prescott shit. That was actually a really good throw that hit his wide receiver right in the hands, and the guy just didn't catch because it. Because they're Cowboys fans. I mean, that's true. They uh, uh, they want Cooper Rush now, apparently, which I've already seen a Cowboys-led Cooper Rush team, and they are not as good as a Dak Prescott-led Cowboys team. But wait, wasn't that that? Wait, hold on. Wasn't that the whole narrative when Cooper Rush was, oh, man, oh, man, we would have been such a better team with Dak. Oh, man, we're, we're so good. But, I mean, with Dak, we're even better. Oh, man. Yeah. Cowboys. We're, uh, we're the Cowboys fans. Again, I don't know how you put this game on Dak's shoulders when your all-time Cowboys defense gives up 40 points. Well, they didn't give up 40 points, but they gave up 34 points to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, you know, a... Yeah. I mean, Lawrence had a game. Dude, Lawrence, 27 for 42, 318, four touchdowns, one INT. And then uh, Travis Entney Jr., 19 carries, 103 yards. So they passed all over this defense. They ran all over this defense. Like, I don't know how you put this. I think we both picked I, – I, I think we both picked Dallas. I think you picked Jaguars for reverse, reverse jinx. No, I picked Cowboys for reverse jinx. You picked Jaguars. We were both picked. We oh, both. I did, I did pick. I did pick Jags. Yes, you did. Look at me. We Look both me. picked Jaguars. Again, my mind is in a fog. I. <laughs> what did I have for breakfast this morning? Who knows? Sadness. It no, Sadness. It was, it was nothing because I was already full of just shame Pain. and embarrassment. but uh we both picked jaguars i I scratched out jaguars i keep going back to this it's it's, it's tough it's tough uh but i scribbled out jaguars you just have your heart ripped out in front of you yeah especially it it was temple of doom it was temple of doom they were just (laughs) but uh but that is a game that when you get over it in like a decade, you can tell your daughter like, oh, I was in that game. When this is constantly brought up over and over again throughout the years, you can say I was at that game. So silver lining. But thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you picked the Jaguars. I picked the Jaguars. I scratched out the Jaguars and picked Cowboys just for reverse jinx. Never doubt the reverse jinx. Eagles win with me picking the Bears. Cowboys lose with me picking them. All is right in the world on my end. Not so much on Casino's end. I still try to point. I can't do it. Uh, But (laughs) as far as the... Let's first talk about the Jaguars. The Jaguars... through a little faster here. Yeah. The Jaguars can weirdly, like, still make the playoffs. They are behind now the Jets and the Patriots... Uh, at six and eight but if they win out they have a real shot to kind of back end their way into this playoffs and uh you know this Jaguars team we've seen them be good defensively we saw them in this game they can be good offensively and then they have a Super Bowl winning head coach I wouldn't uh I'd be scared to play this game this team in the playoffs because they proven because they could beat the Titans like they're right behind the Titans well they can win that's the crazy thing they can still win the AFC uh what is that the AFC South so we we had talked about this um the Jaguars, the Jaguars could win that division on the last game of the year for them on January seventh because they play, and and it's I'm looking at it right now. 
they have a TBA on or two TBA TBA on when this game will be played. Hmm. Or t- t- uh, TBD uh, to be announced. So they play. Well, the crazy thing is the Jets and Jaguars play this Thursday. So that's the Thursday night game. And that basically feels like a win and you're in the playoff hunt, lose you're out of it for both teams, right? For the Jets and the Jaguars, because the Jaguars, I believe are one game back of the Titans. But like you said, if they beat the Titans last game of the season, they win the AFC uh, South. And now they're going into the playoffs as a four seed, which is nuts like they would be playing let's see as of right now they would be playing the ravens and if the ravens don't have lamar jackson i'm taking jacksonville all day in a ravens jacksonville game like but yeah so again comes down to that last game all they have to do is just keep winning and they can really especially if mike white is still out and it's zach wilson this jaguars team can beat the jets on thursday 100 percent yeah, yeah. The Texans, I mean, the Texans, we've seen them put up a fight every they could, week, but they could. But, and then with Tennessee, I mean, they have Texans next. Texans could be the demise of one of these teams. Oh, that's true. Um, but then the Titans play the Cowboys, which I, I will be honest, I expect the Cowboys to beat the Titans team right now. Yeah. Um, so realistically, yeah, realistically, they could go in into the final game with the same record. And, we shall see. Who won that first game between them? Um, oh, yeah, it was just last week. Um, the Jaguars oh, blew the out Titans. the Titans. Yeah. So I don't know then who would have, um, say, the Jag- or the Titans do beat the Jags. No, well, and they no. finish with, like, the same record kind of yeah, thing. Then it comes down to strength of schedule, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. But, um, well, let's. It, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Well, um, and I'm the, they're, the the Jags, they're not going to make one of the wild cards. No, they're not. They are going for the Titans. And well, the crazy thing is, if the Titans win out but lose that game to the Jaguars, they're the ones that might be able to back into the playoffs. If the Jets keep losing, if the uh, your Patriots lose like one or two more games, I don't know. So the AFC, I'll tell you what, the AFC and NFC playoffs are real interested with three weeks ago, like seeding for I love almost how last week. You were like, Oh, pretty much <laughs> no. set up. No, I like, know no, you're not. No, it's not. Well, it was much more clear until this week where everybody who was supposed to lose loss and everybody who was supposed to win one. I don't know. It was, I, it, this was a crazy that makes week. no sense uh i'm just you know do you want me to carry the show now <laughs> yeah no I'm uh gonna, but I'm as so far sad. i'm gonna sit here and eat this cucumber <laughs> as far as the cowboys go they are basically locked into the fifth seed so they will see whoever whoever wins the nfc south in the first round which they will you know I think they'll 100% beat either the Panthers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you never know. Really, the playoffs in the NFC are going to start that second week where you're going to have, you know, matchups against all the teams that feel like they uh, deserve to be there. And yeah, I can't wait for the playoffs to actually start. Uh, But let's, uh, you know what, let's just pass a couple of games that I don't really think there's anything worth talking about. So we'll just skip over Cardinals, Broncos, Falcons, Saints, 
Uh, and then Steelers Panthers. Is there anything you want to talk about out of those three games that you know stood out to you or noteworthy, or can we just blow right past them? We can blow right through them, honestly. So Cardinals Broncos means nothing. Falcon Saints is maybe a little interesting because of the NFC South, but I still think it comes down to Panthers Buccaneers. I believe in the last week of the season, and then Steelers Panthers Panthers losing that game. Uh, would have really shot their playoff chances of winning the NFC South had the Buccaneers won. But with the Buccaneers losing, now they're still basically even with the Buccaneers, and it comes down to that last week. Let's move to that game. The 10-4 and Cincinnati Bengals beat the 6-8 and Tampa Bay Bucks, 34-23. to This is one of those games where Tampa Bay was up 17-0, to and then all of a sudden, Cincinnati just blows the doors off this team. Joey B comes back throws four inner or four touchdowns, one INT on 200 yards, 27 for 39. Uh, Joe Mixon and Perrine were kind of absent. So this was literally all uh, Burrow and then Chase Boyd and Higgins all caught touchdowns. So Casino, uh, the Buccaneers, on the other hand, Tom Brady had one of the worst games I've seen Tom Brady play maybe ever, ever. Yeah, like he had two INTs. I know he lost a couple. I think it was two fumbles. Maybe he only lost one. I know for, I know, so two fumbles were lost. I believe both of them were him. So he had four turnovers on the day. Still was 30 for 44, three, uh, 312 and three touchdowns. Godwin Evans both caught uh, eight and five for 83 yards. Uh, one touchdown for Godwin, none for... Evans, the running game, uh, once again, non-existent. What is going? Uh, what is going on with this Bucks team? More, more pressing question: What is going on with Tom Brady? Casino? I don't know. I was defending him multiple weeks in a row, but that was a bad game. Um, I don't know, man. I so this is my thought, and this is not me trying to save face for Brady. Um, he's tried really hard with this team, and I think now he's over it yeah that's where i think it is is i think he tried to put, pull this team together for so many weeks now because like i said i don't think he was playing bad uh you know those are reports out there like where he's calling meetings and he's coaching up players when yeah he's always said that he wants to be coached as well he doesn't want to be the coach um which i mean greatest of all time that's kind of tough for you you know it's kind of yeah. tough like but, what is Todd Bowles gonna tell Tom Brady that Tom Brady doesn't already know? Like it's it's not it's not that it's it's accountability. Hold him accountable. And Todd Bowles, it's, most of these coaches outside of Belichick have just rolled over and just been like, yeah, "Well, you're Tom Brady. Like you know, I'm not gonna nitpick you. You know what you did wrong. No, yeah, because Belichick, what he used to do, and th- this is why there's uh, stories out there saying Tom misses the Belichick. Um, you know, people may be fabricating that, but I could see that being true where it's, he wanted the coach to be like, Hey, you missed that pass. You know, I, I don't care if you know that, you know, you made that mistake. You can't make that mistake. You have to be better. I need to see this from you yeah. going forward. You have to do it. You know, there's no if, ands, or buts. You got to do it or I'm going to sit you. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, and I think that is something, you know, Brady has always been one that drives off of that type of, you know, uh, that type of um, 
discipline, drive, like criticism kind criticism. of thing. Thank you. That's where I was. Trying, I was trying to get somewhere along that lines. I'm still again fogged up, um, <laughs> but that that whole tough love, like he needs a chip on his shoulder. He needs somebody to be angry with them, or, or or like, hey, I need to see more. I don't think that you could do it. He needs something to fight against. And right now, like, I mean, he should have that in Tampa right now. But I just don't think anybody else does. So he's given up. Yeah. And I mean, you look at Tom Brady's stats. This year, he has about the same completion percentage he always has every season. If you look through it, he has 66% uh, completion percentage on the dot throughout the season. Last couple of years, he had 67, 65, 60, 65, 66. So he's, his accuracy isn't what's the problem. What the problem is, is touchdowns and yards. He has almost, almost 2,000 yards less passing than he did last season. And, you know, there's only three games to go. So I'm sure he'll at least be past the 4,000 uh, passing yards range. But in terms of touchdowns, he only has 20 touchdowns this season. The past two seasons with the Bucks, he had 43 and then 40 in that Super Bowl year. So there again we've talked about it the bucks aren't just scoring they're just not scoring touchdowns brady is that offense he obviously the offense runs through brady they have no running game to speak of and we've talked about this multiple times the wide receivers have just fallen off a cliff this year in terms of catches in terms of getting open in terms of their yak it's just like the wide receivers are not helping Tom Brady out at all. And you can see why he's frustrated. He's trying to force the ball in. He's holding onto the ball way too long, which has led to more fumbles than I've ever seen Brady have. And then INTs, I mean, he only has seven on the season, but you can tell that's kind of ramping up the past couple of weeks where he's just really trying to force the ball to guys who aren't open. And especially when you play against a Bengals defense that not only is underrated, but they might be only behind, you know, the 49ers and the Eagles in terms of playing the best defense in this last quarter of the season. So yeah, as far as the Bengals, I still think there's a real scenario where they beat the Bills next week on Monday Night Football. They obviously already beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't looked like the world beaters. Everybody thought they would be the past couple of weeks, so they could stumble. I could really see a scenario where the Bengals go into the playoffs as the number one seed in the AFC. I don't think that's out of the question. No. Whew. And that was just my uh, rant. Let's move on to uh, – we only got two more games to talk about, and both of them were very important to – let's first talk about the AFC standings. The Tennessee Titans lose to the now 8-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers, who won 17-14 to 14 against the now 7-7 seven and seven Tennessee Titans. Uh, this game was – you had that Herbert magic at the end of the game where he throws a 40-yard dime to set up the game-winning field goal. Uh, you picked the Chargers. I thought this the Titans would sneak out a victory and this would be the last gasp of the Tennessee Titans. This game was close. It was hard-hitting. It was much more defensive than I thought it would be. Herbert didn't really have a good game. He was 28 for 42, 313, two INTs, uh, and then he only had one carry for two yards rushing. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know how I don't know how the Titans lost this game, Casino. I really don't. They've just they found ways to lose the last three weeks. Oh, four weeks now. Yeah. 
they just find ways to lose. Um, it's crazy. They were they were showing why they were the number one team last year in the AFC, and all of a sudden they they Deshaun Watson did. They forgot how to play football. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also I feel like that has to do with Ryan Tannehill took a fucking shot in this game and was out for. I believe like five, six plays. And then he came back in, but he looked off when he came back in. Cause I always feel like, especially if you're a quarterback, well, they when knew you they get, needed to win this game. Yeah. But when you're a quarterback in this league and you get knocked out of the game, I feel like when you come back in, you're rightfully like kind of skittish and scared to get hit again because you just got knocked out of the game. So, and it definitely felt like Tannehill came back in and he was like, kind of like shook. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I but, ugh, but Derrick Henry had a Derrick Henry game, 21 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. But again, this game was going into OT if it wasn't for that amazing Herbert play, which he didn't really play great the entire game. But then he had, like he does every week, just has a couple of throws where you're like, God damn, I don't know if anybody else can make that throw. Like, crazy crazy but now we just talked about the titans uh basically it comes down to the jaguars right if they would have won this week then they would have had i believe a two-game lead and it would have pretty much shut the door on them winning the south now this opens up the jaguars as far as the chargers they basically just need to win and they are stuck in the sixth seed they might be able to get up to the fifth seed if the ravens keep falling so they most likely will be the fifth seed in the AFC and they're not going to catch the chiefs, but uh, nobody, I don't think with the chargers getting healthy, I don't think anybody wants to see this chargers team in the playoffs casino. Oh no, no, not at all. 100%. As, as the more and more they get healthy, the better and better they look. Yeah. You know, th- this was, this was one of our picks for a long time that they were going to be good. Um, so I'm, I mean, well, let's see. They finish off at the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos. All three games they should win. So they're going to be going into the playoffs, what, an 11 and uh, eleven wins, six losses? So, yeah, this Chargers team, they're getting hot at the right point. But let's move on to the last game we have to talk about this week, which is the Sunday night game. The now 8-5, and 8-5 and 1 New York Giants beat the now 7-6 and 1 Washington Commanders 20 to 12. This was one of those fucking egregious egregious calls of the weekend where a uh Giants defender is literally wearing himself as a cape on the back of one of the Washington Commanders two seconds before the ball gets to him most egregious defensive pass interference i've ever seen they don't call it the other one which we forgot to talk about in the vikings uh colts game the vikings player picked it up for a scoop and score on a clear fumble ran it into the end zone for a touchdown and they called the ball back and said that he was down by contact no part of his body touched the ground so I have no fucking idea how he was down by contact. That was the most obvious scoop and score I've ever seen. And they called it back for, I can't even like, I don't even know what they think they saw. His knee never came close to touching. He was standing when he grabbed the ball and just ran it in. Like nobody touched him. That was fucking egregious. This was more egregious because at least the Vikings won that game. 
This one, the commanders lose when they probably should have had first and goal at the one yard line to like tie it up. Uh, What do you think of this game, Casino? I told you I didn't watch a single snap of this game. (laughs) I was still fighting traffic, crying at the same time. Yeah, you know, like you see in those movies, like where it's raining outside and the person's like touching the window. There's that whole gif on and everything. Yeah. Well, that was me, but the rain was on the inside. (laughs) You were Kermit looking out the window, sat. Yeah, Yeah. I I get it. I get it. But as far as the commanders go, I think this game, even though it doesn't technically knock them out of the playoffs, I don't think they win against a 49ers team that looks like they're – one of the best teams in the NFL. They can beat the Browns, but I also think they lose to the Cowboys as well. So if they lose both to the 49ers, if they lose to the 49ers, I think they're out. But losing to the 49ers and the Cowboys, I think it's a done deal at that point. Even though the Cowboys maybe could be resting their starters, but I I don't think they will. Maybe they will. I don't know. But as far as the Giants go, Casino... Uh, I know you didn't watch the game, but the Giants' defense actually looked pretty damn good. And then Saquon Barkley had a Saquon Barkley game, and then Daniel Jones had a Daniel Jones game. One of those is a compliment. One of those is an insult. Uh, You figure it out. (laughs) What? Uh, As far as the Giants go, they play the Vikings next week on Christmas Eve, which should be a great game to really see which one is legit, which one isn't, because I have question marks about both, even though I'm much more confident in the Vikings than I am the Giants. And then they play Colts and then a Eagles team that will most likely be resting their starters by that point. So what do you think the chances are of this Giants team either making the playoffs or being a threat in the playoffs? Very slim to both. Um, If they do make the playoffs, I don't think they're much of a threat. Um, you know, we, they have a decent record. They've been winning games, but it, it, it all almost seems like a little bit of smoke and mirror. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. Um, I, my take on it would be, uh, I don't think they would, if they make the playoffs, I don't think they will do anything. And I think there'll be a first one and done. Yeah. I Sorry, also first think. Round out. <laughs> I also do think that the two teams on the bubble right now, uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions, I first off, I think those teams are more dangerous and f- more fun to watch than the Giants or Commanders. Wouldn't you rather see the Seahawks led by Geno Smith and then the Detroit Lions in the playoffs over this Giants team and this Commanders team? I would love to see it. I think I would too. I just don't, I don't think, yeah, the. Can the we Red- just make this like a, a World Cup 32-game playoff? I mean, that would be – I feel like this year there would, that would be fantastic. There would be a – I feel like there would be a lot more upsets than we think there would be. Oh, yeah. But that has been our you would week. Have, you would have uh, uh, the Houston Moroccans <laughs> go all the way to – against the uh, uh could you imagine if they actually did that and it was the texans oh. and like commanders super bowl and everybody would be like how the fuck did we get here but that has been our week 15 uh breakdown review recap sadness circle however you want to say it uh but talk about the world cup uh yeah and then that was my segment to the world cup there you go If the Rams-Packers game is good, we'll do a short video on that tomorrow. 
uh, maybe if Baker Mayfield does something miraculous. But last thing we're going to do before we get out of here is recap a great World Cup. Is it the best World Cup game you've ever seen in your life, Casino? Um, it's it's up there. Yes, um, it was it was up there. It was very controversial. Some Ooh. will say. And why would some say that? Uh, they find it funny that in four games leading up to the World Cup, um, Argentina gets a PK where Messi can score. Oh, um, so I don't. I will, I will say this. Um, I was not. That first PK for Messi in the World Cup, I thought it was light. I didn't agree with it. Um, I thought it was a bit of a flop. Um, I mean, it's soccer. Hey, wait, hold on. Now I'm going to interrupt your thing with breaking news of breaking news. You gave me as of 22 minutes ago report Jalen hurts could miss remainder of regular season after suffering shoulder injury. Now it hurts. They're resting him. Oh God. If this is how this fucking Eagle season ends, I swear to God, I'll fucking I'll murder somebody alive on this podcast. And you're the only other one on here. So, so we have Jeff coming on soon, remember? Oh, that's true. That'll be the introduction of Jeff. His introduction and his demise. Ugh, now keep talking about the fucking anyway. World Cup. Now I'm going to be sad. This is... <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Uh, so anyway, I didn't agree with that uh, that call. Um, also, I thought uh, the Argentinian player um, who ran into the France goalie I thought that should have been a a foul um, a little bit more than what it was Um, from, we have a friend in our group chat and I hope you watch this, but I know he won't. Um, He was saying, Oh, well he got pushed into the goalie. No, that didn't happen. The guy was up and over the Argentinian player. So there's no way that he could have lifted the Argentinian player into the France goalie. Like that's just not how physics work. Um, and he went up and he saw the goalie in the air and he leaned and threw his shoulder in, lifted up and got him in the gut. So I thought there could have been a chance where that, that Argentinian player could have been yellow carded at bare minimum or even worse being on a goalie, which is no, no, you don't hurt the goalie. Like that's even more of egregious. Um, now you got me saying that word of a foul. <laughs> it's than, a good word. Egregious. Yeah. Uh, but after that point, Man, did the World Cup get good. Uh, Messi had a really good assist for another goal uh, to make it 2-0 Argentina. We're, it's late in the game. I was thinking that pretty much it was – sorry. Timeline. Ah, why? I, again, buttons. I'm not good at pressing buttons. I got fat fingers. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, why? Okay. This is stupid. I just want to see this. Anyway, so it went up, and then it was somewhere in the 70th minute. Uh, oh, actually, it was in the 80th. I, I found it here. Um, I had said previously that um, Mbappe for France was not going to play as hard or worry as much because France had won four years prior, and he's got a lot much longer career coming up for himself. Um, and... He, he scored in the 80th on a penalty, put it in. So there's one goal for him. And then in the 
uh, 81st minute. Right after that, he scores immediately on probably one of the be- most beautiful plays in the, that wor- this World Cup. It was a wonderful scissor kick. Um, bounced it. Went in. Great shot uh, by Mbappe. So he's now tied the game at 2-2. It goes into extra time. It goes into extra time. Lionel Messi scores in the 108th minute. Looks phenomenal doing it. Prestige Lionel Messi. Looks great. You Okay, now you're like, okay, now the game's over. Nope, in the 118th minute, <laughs> what happens? Another penalty for France. Mbappe steps up again, ties it to make it 3-3. Just absolutely so. It goes all the way down to PKs. And, you know, this, this... is how you want the World Cup to end. And my buddy was arguing in our group chat, uh, in, in BJ's in my group chat, where... We will have him on the group, on the podcast. I can't, I can't wait to have you him. You and him just arguing. Always entertaining. We always me. argue. We we always argue about it. But this is the moment of the game where I woke up from my slumber and actually I watched the start of PKs and nice. I watched the whole thing till the nice. end casino. Um yeah. So he was saying that oh PK should be out of the game, you know, it should be a golden goal. Okay, but you know what? It's now explain like to people what a golden goal is in case golden they don't goal, know. Golden goal it means when you get che- no um I was thinking golden showers. Um, golden goal is where you're in an overtime and whoever scores first, game done. So if that was the case, this game would have been done with Messi scoring in the 108th minute. Um, but didn't work out that way because PKs are a thing, and that's how the rest of the world does it. And here's the thing. I hate when people say, and he was trying to compare it to hockey. I hate when people say, oh, it should be a golden goal. And my buddy brought it, well, hey, in the – in the NHL playoffs, they do a golden goal. Fine. But, you know, the shootout in the regular season, cool. But it is a – it is in the sport for a reason. It is a skills competition. Yeah. And I am fine with that. I am totally fine with that because that's just – that. all that means is that's just another aspect of this game What that players have to practice – and yeah. learn that's like when they say they uh nfl fans hate how games come down to the field goal kicker like well that's a skill position you better make sure you have a good field goal kicker yeah. like and in this one it's yeah you better have a good people who know how to do pks and also a goalie and yep. that really showed um that that really showed uh earlier on in the, in the world cup with um the uh, oh my gosh i'm blanking I can't help you out. I don't know what you're going for. The Moroccan goal. It was the Moroccan goalkeeper that um, saved the saved those goals, I believe. Anyway, regardless, it <laughs> happens where goalies are able to stop the goals. They they can. It's also on their job. They can get in the mind of a player. So, yeah. for instance, like I'm I'm blanking on it again. Fog. The goalie steps up and like he's going all crazy and. You're not supposed to come off your line. He didn't. He's just going back and forth on his line. So the player is now thinking like, oh, he's going to go this way because I saw him, you know, juggle this way a couple of times. But in reality, and it is all about timing. That's why a lot of the shooters, they can, a lot of the shooters, they can tell when, you're very welcome. They can tell when a 
goalie is going to go a certain way, and then they correct their shot. Yeah. Um, and that's why you can't run up to the ball, stop, and then kick it. You can do you can do a little bit of hesitation, and it's the same in hockey where as long as you still have forward momentum, it's good. So it's how you can control your body. It's how you can control your accuracy with doing that. It all could. It's a skill. You have to learn it. It's part of the game. I'm tired of people saying it. Stop making that part of the game. Bullshit. They just finished playing 90 minutes plus another 30 minutes plus the stoppage time in both of those. They're exhausted. Well, do you also, really want, do you really want the World Cup to come down to a sloppy, ugly goal just yeah. because who's more conditioned, which is also another part of the game? So, like, I mean, hey. Well, you know, also, when it comes that. to soccer, how many games do you see end 0 0? So, if it's going to go till the unless first like person, a, unless it's a friendly, yeah. Yeah. There's not many games that do that. Well, also, it comes down to the fact where, like you said, they just played for however long, and then it's like, how long is it going to take for another goal to happen? There's all these rules made in across every sport to try to make their game shorter because games are too long as it is, right? right. For years, uh, the Major League Baseball has been trying to figure out how to get their game shorter because they don't want games going four hours. So imagine you're having a soccer match where it's 0-0 or in this case 3-3 and they've already played the entire game. How much longer do you want them to go well, in and, terms and, of And that's and yeah. and so kind of going on hockey before I finally get into the PKs, kind of going on hockey is you've seen it a couple of times. Like there was a few years back it was one of the bubble games where the Lightning win a game that went into like 6 OT. Yep. That's I remember playing that. two and a yeah. half games. Like I know. It and was, then they it still wasn't even, it wasn't enjoyable to watch because the skaters that were out there trying to skate, they're going a third of their speed. They look awful playing the game. Yeah, it just was not enjoyable to watch. Well, and then that um, definitely when, has to hurt scored, you. Nobody really celebrated. It was more <laughs> of a relief that yeah. the game was over. So getting now to the full time, now getting into penalties with soccer. Um, uh, how it started is Mbappe. He elected to go first. He gets up there. He kicks. Of course, he scores, which makes it. He scored four goals um, for France that game. Well, three. He he scored three goals during regular time and then won a penalty. But three penalties throughout that game he had to take. And he scored them all, which is high. That's, that's good. Good for him. Um, so he scored. Then Messi went up. He scored, so now it's out of out of their hands. The two best players on the field, on the pitch, it's out of both of their hands. Um, the guy steps up for France for the. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. The guy steps up for France. Uh, the Argentinian goalkeeper makes the save. Looks really good doing it, um, and then. This is why we got to finish these. Um, looks really good doing it. Uh, Argentina basically went four for four. Um, the third shot for the the France team hit the post. I think the goalie still would have had it anyway. His hand was there. Um, here you go. Um, his hand was there. But yeah, Argentina wins. Messi wins. Um, my buddy who just subscribed, who came to town to watch the football game, went with us. Um, he said, are you going to call Messi? And this is a shout out to you, buddy. Uh, are you going to call Messi the greatest of all time now? No, I'm not. 
Whoa. There is there is there is still a competition with many players from the past um, that are just as good and had just as good of careers. It's just you say is best of all time because it's in the moment. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, who's the best of all time because there's cases for everybody. I honestly don't have who's in your time, but who's in your mix? Who's your handful oh, he's, of he's guys? A, he's up there in my mix. Um, uh, he's up there. Uh, I, I would have to sit down and like actually go through because there's a lot of players from the past. Um, Argentina, Brazil. Uh, there's a lot of. Okay. Gosh, there's a lot of players. Okay. This is going to have to. I'm, I, I'm, we're going to have to. I have to go. This is, sorry. This, this is how this segment's going to end. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, that is all we have here on the Only Sports Podcast. Casino started the podcast frustrated. It's only fitting he ends it frustrated. I started frustrated. this. I'm just not. Fr- I'm not frustrated now. It's just I. There's. <laughs> But and then we, st- I started it happy. Now I'm extremely unhappy. So great way to end the podcast on a downer. <laughs> we will, we will see you on next episode where we will talk about week 16 and all the Christmas Eve Christmas games. Uh, hopefully there will be a Jalen Hurts update so I can either come on here ex- excited or crying uh casino I'll pick it up next game next episode. see i said game i'm just out of it guys so i'm so I'm... sorry to all the fans <laughs> i'm Again, will this is this 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 is this is real time this i love real time this we is my it. favorite episode is, we've done this so is far. live this is yeah. live. this is my favorite episode we've done so far my name is will that's been casino this has been the only sports podcast and always that's my kid <laughs> casino's child making an appearance on the show uh subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast go to the youtube channel the only sports pod uh the only sports podcast i should say follow us on twitter i don't remember the twitter handle i don't care at this point i'll put it in the description and uh yeah adios see uh tuesday or thursday or wednesday or thursday or thursday or friday i don't know adios <laughs>